Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Experiments Web Clinic Audio Replay Podcast. Marketing Experiments is an internet marketing research laboratory. The web clinic you are about to hear was broadcast live to an international audience of marketing professionals. Sign up to be invited to future web clinics, as well as gain access to all of our online marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. Good afternoon. It's hard to believe, but we're at it again with uh, research from another case study. The topic is SEO landing pages, how we achieved uh, a 548% uh, gain without damaging organic rankings. Time and time again, I'm approached by marketers who are struggling with um, the concept of optimizing the conversion rate of their key pages without damaging the organic search ranking. We're going to be talking about that in some depth. I'm going to show you the case study that kind of represents how we grapple with it. And if you want to comment back and forth to us, you can use this uh, hashtag web clinic. And I'm joined today by John Powell, who is a research manager. He's been on several of these calls before. And also by uh, Aaron Rosenthal. Aaron worked for it within these labs, conducting research for many years, and uh, now is the president of Thought Projects and uh, is a, an expert on the subject and can handle some of the deeper questions that you may want to uh, drive at him from the audience. If you are an expert in SEO, then this clinic is not going to shock you with the latest new tactic that we discovered in our research. It's not what this is about. Um, if you have a lot of expertise in that area, the only value derived from this clinic is that we're going to show you how we had to dance through and around the perimeters of... Uh, of a good search ranking to try and achieve a gain without losing that ranking. And we do not have all the answers. We do not have the answers, number one, because the game changes regularly. I have seen Aaron, who works in this field, frustrated day after day as, uh, as the rules change at Google and within uh, other engines. But what we have been able to do over and over then is produce a significant conversion lift without damaging the SEO rankings. We have to do it with carts. We have to do it in e-commerce. We have to do it in subscription. And uh, I'm going to share a case study with you now that will be the foundation of what we want to teach you. As you, as you see this study unfold, bear in mind also that we're going to be ending this session with a, uh, with a whole group of pages submitted by our audience doing live optimization and discussing the implications from an SEO standpoint. This is Test Protocol 3055. It is a technology and media company specializing in online registrations and event management. The goal was to increase the amount of leads generated online. I'm sure many of us have the same goal. And if you're in B2C, and perhaps you're uh, on the e-commerce side or some other version of B2C, uh, stand by because these principles are transferable and will still apply to you. But for those of you in B2B, particularly B2C or B2B lead gen, you'll find this uh, case study very germane. Uh, what you're going to look at now is the original landing page. It's SEO sensitive. It was designed to help them maintain high rankings. And uh, you can see the brand, the organization. They were gracious enough to allow us to use this case study from our research uh, in this clinic. And we're very thankful for that. And pay, pay close attention to the layout of the page. Look at the headers. For those of you with SEO background, think about uh, what there might be on this page that helps it with its rankings. And then uh, let's go forward and look at the second part of this process. Here is uh, 
step two. So we have two steps that have to be optimized. I'm going to back up step one and step two. Now, I want to show you the treatment. A lot of times I ask the audience to give me some of the changes they would make. And what I want to do before we go any further is go back to this page and invite you to use Twitter or your Q&A function on, uh, on the, the GoToMeeting console to tell us changes that you might make to improve the performance of this page and be sensitive to those changes from the standpoint of SEO. Let me get some of your feedback. So, Luke, go ahead and share that with me. Luke is uh, managing uh, all uh, this production, and it's it's a lot. There's a lot more to producing one of these web clinics than you might know. We're releasing a video very soon that goes behind the scenes and shows you uh, the hundreds of hours and all the people involved in, in prepping for something like this. Here we go. Too much friction on the form, says uh, someone. The headline sucks, says Mark. <laughs> all right. Uh, less input boxes on the form, says Colm. Change the call to action. Jackson, poor title, said someone else. Include keywords in the headers, says Garcia. Less form fields. Kathy, change the H. Elizabeth, why not show a form, says Rob. The CTA, the operative word in today's clinic, the new marketing uh, vocabulary lexicon appears to be sucks. Someone says the CTA sucks. Um, don't ask questions in the headline, says uh, Norma. Too much text, says Dominic's. No offer, says Eddie. And there's a lot more of your thoughts coming in. All right, let's think about those. And then let's look at the treatment that we used. And uh, I'll just kind of walk you forward to the, the revised page. Here is the revised page. This is step one. And uh, I'm going to show you step two. And then point out for you that there is a step three. Now, that might surprise you, uh, but we'll talk about why. John Powell, who oversaw this experiment, is standing by. John is going to be helping us with live optimization. And John, I might have you just comment on the strategy of the treatment itself from an optimization standpoint. So, John, I'll back up there and start with uh, this version. Go ahead and give us a quick comment on what you were thinking as you worked through this, John. Probably the most important element or strategy element in building this treatment has to be with the thought process um, and the direction. So really at this point, we're, they have too many options in the control and we wanted to limit those options, at least limit when they see those options and present them with one primary option, which is what you see on the right. Everything else is really just tweaks, but probably the biggest change is how we presented the thought sequence, which is here's the value, here's the one option that we want you to go to and uh, go there uh, and, you know, it looks you know, less intimidating. In fact, when you take the conversion sequence, C equals 4M plus 3V plus 2I minus F minus 2A, most of you are familiar with it, uh, we're working through the force of the value proposition, trying to bring clarity, trying to answer the three principal questions. And, uh, and we reduce friction by reducing the options. And sometimes when you have to accomplish several things, it's best to sequence them, which is what John did with his team. And as you can see, uh, step two and uh, also step three. Let's uh, compare the two main pages side by side and get straight to the results. As I think you probably discerned from the uh, headline of this piece, the new path produced a 548% gain. Now, here's the key. By applying these optimization methodologies, the treatment was able to improve step-level click-through rates by 1,312%. 
and completed leads captured by 548%. And I think in bold at the bottom of this slide is the most important point. Uh, this was achieved without damaging the organic ranking. So think about that for just a bit. We'll come back to it uh, soon. And instead, I, I want to start drilling down on what we can learn from this experience. So, let's, uh, let's begin with some principles. The primary objective of any SEO campaign is to maximize profit. And, uh, and to maximize profit, we have to optimize for conversion while minimizing the risk of damaging the organic rankings. I don't think that's profound. We all know that. The key is in discovering a methodology that we can apply. Now, we've got four steps. We're going to work you through these four steps. We're going to, we're going to try and focus what we say. As I have promised you at the beginning of this time, we're not going to be teaching you a number of SEO tips. Aaron's an expert in the subject. He could give you lots of help and make lots of suggestions. But what we're really going to be doing is talking about this method for improving your conversion without uh, hurting your rankings. So the first key is to prioritize your objectives. And I want to ask you a simple question. On the right-hand side, take a look at this, uh, take a look at this uh, page. This is actually a research partner that we worked with. Uh, they've been a remarkable partner, and I can't say much about this except to say at one point, under the guidance of an expert, they launched a brand new cart, which promptly hurt conversion rates by 40%. They had to climb back out and we instituted a methodology for them to, to both not only revert, they had to revert back to their original cart, but to improve that cart. And I'm just going to ask you from this simple diagram what you believe the objective of this path is. So someone go ahead and tell me, use your Q&A or use Twitter, go back to that, uh, just kind of, you're in the right place Luke, but look at that path and tell me what is the objective. I see some good questions coming in also. Uh, Log those and get those ready for Aaron. All right, keep going. Add to cart. To add to cart. To make a sale, says Mark. To drive orders. To add to cart, says Irina. Tell me the objective of this path. Now, I'm looking for the overriding top objective. Not the step objective, but the absolute top objective of this particular page. To make a sale. To sell the product. To select the size of the steel seal you want to buy. Good product, by the way, it works. To make a sale. To sell the most expensive product. To sell steel sale. To buy. To repair <laughs> my head gasket. Somebody's thinking. Uh, go ahead. Dan wants to make a comment. Uh, yes. We just got a great one on Twitter on hashtag WebClinic. Someone, I think they're most accurate. To shine the metal. To shine, to shine the metal might be it. To shine the metal, all right. Uh, to distract the user's eye. To increase profits with increased sales. You're actually looking at a page that uh, produced a revenue gain. But I think it's very important. Andy says, solve my problem. If you were to study lining and value propositions through his lens, he'd talk about the customer experience. Let's go back to that page and talk about it for a second. And I'd like you just to see this page as, uh, as a generalism, as an example of many paths like this we see all over the net. And I'm going to ask you again, what is the overriding top objective? And it won't be the same for all of us but it would be the same for most of us. And let's start by what it's not. It's not simply to maximize the brand equity of this product. Uh, there are a lot of sins committed in Internet marketing in the name of institutional advertising or brand uh, equity. 
There is such a thing as brand equity, but brand is simply the aggregate experience of your value proposition. And everything you do in marketing, everything should influence a decision. A micro decision that leads to an ultimate decision that leads to your ultimate objective. The goal is not simply to maximize your brand equity. Uh, it's also not to maximize traffic volume. And it is not, and this might surprise you, particularly coming from marketing experiments, it is not to simply maximize the conversion rate. In fact, the goal is to maximize profit. Now, you might say, well, that's not profound. We're well aware of that. Yes, you are. But I'll tell you, one of the greatest problems we have right now with helping organizations achieve the maximum profit is overcoming their fear of making changes to their pages because of this almost um, unreasonable uh, kind of anxiety created around your SEO or your organic rankings. The goal is to maximize profit. And in fact, and I've seen this over and over again, we found that if we maximize the conversion rate for a given page and then we add a major traffic surge, in most cases, you're going to see, as you can note on this chart, see the red line? Conversion rate is going down as traffic is going up. But while conversion rate is going down, profit is going up. Conversion rate is just a number. It's just a, a, a representation. It's just a ratio. We do not live and die around conversion rate. We're after a maximum profit. And conversion rate is a useful ratio for helping us achieve that profit. But the goal is not the highest conversion rate. The goal is the highest profit. And that applies also to our understanding of traffic. And there is a lot of, uh, of situations that we've analyzed where we are so afraid of touching the page that we have poorly functioning, poorly served landing pages with poor conversion rates and less profit than they should, but we can brag about our search ranking because it is particularly high. You've got to understand the balance. In fact, uh, we did a study in, in uh, our sister company marketing, Sherpa, on the median conversion rate for organic traffic. This is in one of our recent charts, the Marketing Sherpa Search Marketing Benchmark Survey. I don't know if you're familiar with the hundreds of studies we do each year across the industry to understand numbers like this, but this will help you benchmark what conversion rates typically are uh, as it relates to uh, organic traffic. Now, think about that for just a moment, and we'll just point out that step one is to get clear about your priorities as you approach the page. You must understand that. I have seen sites. I was on the phone this week with a site that was designed many, many years ago and hasn't changed much. And they've maintained high rankings, but they have unacceptable conversion rates. And that impacts them at a profit level. That brings me to the second step. And again, I'm going to touch this step very lightly. This is the one where there's a lot of available information here and in other sources that I can only touch because we're going to move rapidly to, uh, to uh, more practical things for you. This is not about SEO tips, but you've got to understand the basics. And uh, first of all, you need to understand how Google ranks pages. And you'll notice the chart that we see in the screen in front of you. And it talks about those factors that impacts your ranking. They're very critical to understand those because later you'll have to discern what's the primary driver of your SEO ranking. And that's not always easy. And then you need to understand that while content always contributes to, to ranking in some form or another, 
in many or most cases, the authority of the page will trump any content changes. Now, keeping that in mind, we had to look at the existing page and bring that same information together. These basic steps were taken to minimize the damage to rankings. We had to preserve their links. We had to maintain keyword density. We had to maintain robot accessibility. Those factors all had to be considered. And we had to put that together as we started this design. That enabled us to assess the risk. I'm going to go back to that again. It's important to be careful to preserve the links, to maintain your keyword density, and to maintain accessibility for the bots. With that in mind, we had to assess our risk. And there were three questions that needed to be asked. The first one is this. What is the actual impact of our organic traffic? And here we could see the overall visits, which led to the second question. What is the potential gain from conversion optimization? When we applied the heuristic and looked at the page, we saw a number of areas that could be changed and could result in a dramatic lift. As you know from the experiment, they did result in a 548% lift. Then we have to ask a third question. Uh, what key elements drive the SEO ranking? Now, this was a critical question, and it's not always easy to discern. And Aaron could probably comment on this for a long time. But the bottom line is, in this case, we began to drill down on the backlinks associated with this site. We noticed that while some of the rankings came as a result of content, the primary cause was authority. And if you drill down deeper, you can see that there were 137 links, backlinks to this particular page. So we knew that we had to protect that link structure while making important but careful changes to the rest. By the way, if you're trying to understand uh, your ranking, here are some resources you can use. Here are some tools that you can use that might be useful. And if you don't have time uh, right now to get these links down, you'll be able to get a copy of this online when we present this along with the video and the slides. So let's just review for a moment. We've prioritized our objectives and then we've carefully walked through this process to identify the, the risk and to assess them. So that brings us to the third step and that is to minimize the impact. Now, there are some critical ways you can help to minimize the impact. You may be here and say, okay, let's suppose I could even figure out what the source is uh, of my ranking. What I need to know is how to, how to get changes to my website without jeopardizing that particular source. What if it isn't my backlinks? What if it's my content? How do I protect myself at this juncture? Well, there are some keys that you can employ. None of these are silver bullets. Uh, you know, we're a research lab. I, I, there's nothing in this clinic I want to do to hype what I'm teaching you right now. This is just what it is. These are methods we've learned that will help you to optimize your pages in spite of the fact that you have an SEO-sensitive uh, design. So the first risk is uh, segmentation, or the first way to minimize this risk is through segmentation. I've got a lot of good questions coming in. We're going to get to those questions. Just stand by. The process of directing non-organic traffic channels 
to dedicated landing pages is essentially segmentation. Many, many times we're sending our paid search to the same page that we've optimized for organic search. This is a mistake. Uh, there's no reason you need to send your emails to the same page that you've optimized for your organic search. In most cases, you can create a page customized to appeal to that particular segment and you'll first of all get a higher conversion rate because specificity converts. If you match the messaging of the landing page with the messaging of the channel, you'll find all, already that has an improvement for you in terms of just general conversion theory. But secondly, you take the shackles off that you might have on this other page that's been designed and optimized for organic search and you can do almost anything you want, almost. And there's rules that we can talk about, duplicating content and so on, but primarily you can take those new pages and you can use them to uh, optimize without such concern about the uh, organic rankings for that particular page. That's called segmentation. And I just stop and thank many of the people that have contacted us and asked for help. Many of the people that approach me in classes or come up to me at conferences or have come up to us in events have asked, what can I do about this site? And it never occurred to them that they could take much of the traffic they're currently sending to those uh, SEO sensitive pages and send them to specialized landing pages. Uh, a second key is to use something uh, that we'll just call extension. An extension is the process of using an SEO landing page as a, uh, as a continuation of the channel. What am, I, what am I talking about? Think of the landing page as not so much the landing page for your offer, but as step two in the channel. Write a highly optimized, that is optimized for uh, SEO landing page. Get a high search ranking, but use the links within that page to drive people to a page that is not so concerned about SEO and is designed to do one thing, convert. There are many examples we could give you of this and later in other sessions we may do so. But think of, think of driving your traffic to a powerful page with rich content that's useful. Not content that's just designed to game the Google system, but content that's really helping your audience. And then embed it, not with square boxes and ads on the side, but in the editorial of your content with key links that drive people into the main pages that have been optimized for your offer. Some of you could do better by taking the page you currently have that you're trying to sell your product with and optimizing it further for SEO and moving your product one step deeper in. We recognize that getting that extra click can cost you traffic, but the traffic that clicks through is going to receive or be able to to interact with a page that's been optimized for conversion and you still may see a significant gain. Uh, number three, uh, you need to minimize your risk using emphasis. Emphasis is the process of controlling the eye path so that you minimize uh, the changes uh, or the SEO related content and keep it from hurting you as you make the core messaging for optimization. On your left, you'll see content block one, content block two, and content block three. On your right, you'll see how block one has been de-emphasized. Forget the colors. It's just the point that what you see in the block two is going to be far more dominant in the iPad than block one or block three based on this design. I'll show you an example I saw this week from a very smart company. And since I'm using this page, uh, 
You may want to buy your contact lenses from there next. Uh, they're probably the lowest price on the Internet. And if you're one of their competitors, I'm sorry, it's just a smart page when it comes to how they do SEO. Do you see down at the bottom? You'll see, you'll see gray on gray, uh, but you're looking at a page, and it's hard to see with the way this slide has been prepared. If you were to see the entire site, you'd see that in that red bordered box, what you really see as the primary web content, it looks like the web page, the website. Underneath that box, however, is these, and these are significant drop-down uh, uh, menus full of useful information, really useful information, but they're not in the iPad interfering with the primary dialogue on the page. What you want to do is make certain that your SEO activities don't interfere with maintaining your control of the thought sequence, with mastering that dialogue that must take place between you and the potential customer. Now, can this page be optimized? Certainly. But uh, I'm just uh, I'm impressed with the way they did part of their SEO and it shows in the rankings. And so, just... Uh, just think about that as we look to a fourth example. We're getting ready soon to do live optimization. But this fourth example is using another term, concealment. So we've talked about several keys, but concealment isn't a, a, a gray hat or a black hat tactic. In the old days, there were lots of things you could do that were uh, borderline ridiculous. Google and other engines for years have been trying to crack down on all of these workarounds. But... The audience, you, have submitted pages and we're going to be optimizing those pages in a few minutes and one of you submitted this page. And if you're not clear what you're looking at, on the right-hand side is a long page. You see that long, narrow box? That's actually the whole web page. And if you look on the left, you'll see this little box that we pulled out that says audience submission and it has a square underneath it. That's just the top of that very long page. That page might get good SEO rankings with all of that content, but it would be awful hard to get its highest possible conversion rate. I'm not saying that it doesn't convert well. I don't have the metrics. But I will suggest this. Uh, you, could use, you could use JavaScript to dynamically hide and display various sections of this content and create a page that is more digestible and yet full of the rich content needed to uh, attract good rankings. Let's just go back over that for a moment. We said concealment is one of the keys that you could use. We said emphasis is a key that you could use. Extension is another key. And we said segmentation. These four ways help you to minimize the general impact or of, uh, of the risk on your, on your work. So what are the four steps we use to get a 548% gain? A, we prioritized objectives. Second, we understood and applied the basics. Now, I'm just saying the basics. You don't have to be an SEO genius to do many of the things that we've talked about just now. Thirdly, we assess the risk. Now, we could have been wrong. This is not easy. But it appeared as though those 137 backlinks and the authority of that page was critical in uh, establishing or maintaining its SEO ranking. And uh, then uh, we suggested that you can also minimize the impact using the four techniques that we just outlined. Now, I've got lots of questions coming in. Before I do that, pull up the Q&A so I can see it, Luke. We're going to start to answer questions. Aaron, if you would get close to a microphone and get ready to help us. Um, I can't really brag about Aaron too much. He's my old friend. But he started working in the lab in the earliest days 
when there was just a handful of us. And uh, I've seen him do some remarkable things. I remember giving him a website that had uh, a revenue of about $5,000 a month. And within a handful of months, he had it up to $160,000 a month. Uh, I, I watched him build that business. And in 12 months, someone came and offered us uh, $8 to $10 million for that little web property that Aaron optimized and worked with. And Aaron at that point was in his early 20s. Now he's like 84, 85. Uh, he's uh, he's uh, still a young man in, in, in uh, human years, but in Internet years, he's very old. And, uh, and he's... <laughs> He's uh, got a wife and he's got children. I really watched his whole, you know, I watched all that happen here. And now uh, we built a special business that uh, studied, did a lead generation. And he's an expert in that field. And he he runs his own company now. And uh, so Aaron's with us and he still works in our offices. And I'm going to slide him up to the microphone to ask some of these questions. He really is an expert on SEO. So here's the question. When using a testing platform, is the best practice to use a canonical uh, a canonical tag on version B and to leave the control page alone? Uh, John, Aaron, you can answer that. Go ahead. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, canonical tag is just a way to uh, help Google help Bing with help Google help Bing with duplicate content. So uh, when using this tag, I would actually use it on the control page. Um, that way you're you're protecting yourself from from making too many changes. You're testing a version that you don't necessarily know is going to outperform the canonical or uh, outperform the control. Uh, therefore, I keep the canonical tag on the control. Good. Good. All right. Uh, stay up close to that mic. You folks are having difficulties hearing, guys. Uh, we're, in, we're in the kind of the studio here together and, uh, and uh, Aaron uh, and uh, John are standing by. Uh, so here's another question. By the way, before I take this next question, is this helping you today? Let me get some instant feedback because we're optimizing live. We're getting ready to move to live optimization. But are you learning from this? Is this good for you? I'm seeing, I really need your feedback because it's a complex subject and I sometimes are concerned about giving you either too much or not enough of what you need. Good, good. I'm seeing lots of great feedback and, and positive feedback. I appreciate the encouragement. All right, let's switch. Guys, we're going to go fast with these questions so we can do lots of live op to help this uh, audience. So here's the question. Hasn't keyword density been shown to have very low correlation scores when it comes to improving ranking? That's a question from Stephen. Go ahead. Stephen, yeah, I, I, I would say certainly it's a lot lower than it, than it has been in the past. Um, Google looks at a lot of factors nowadays and uh, it, it has definitely depreciated the value of content on the page, uh, focusing more on the incoming links and, and uh, other behavioral factors uh, that take place. Excellent, excellent. Now, uh, we've had someone just try to get a little bit more clarity about where to put the tag we just discussed in the previous question. Could you just just uh, be clear again about that? We were talking about the canonical tags. Yeah, if, you're, if, if you want information on canonical tags, I, I would actually go to Google. They have a webmaster help uh, form and, uh, or a section that'll, uh, that'll describe it in depth. I know that Matt Cutts has also uh, uh, produced a, uh, a short blog post and video on, uh, on using the canonical tag, and I think those could be helpful. Excellent. All right. We're going to answer more questions, but we're going to move to live optimization for a few moments. These are pages that you've submitted. Let's apply some of this learning as we think about these pages, okay? So uh, I'm going to go straight over to a page, free credit score. This is from TransUnion. And... Uh, and the keyword is credit score. And the position is eighth. And uh, the backlinks, 
Just a small 47,128 backlinks. For those of you that are jealous, uh, uh, congratulations, Marky. Marky submitted this page. Let's talk about uh, a couple of things. John, have you prepared optimization from an SEO standpoint or overall? Tell me, tell, kind of tell me what you're getting ready to go. Just give us some comments on how you'd prepare, uh, protect or Honestly, make this page better. I'm concerned about, again, the business and overall because that's really what we're trying to do. We're not just trying to bring in traffic. Number one, here's the thing, credit score. I don't know if that's the only keyword. I'm betting it's not. But if that's where the majority of traffic is coming from, then that's pretty broad, meaning they, not, they might not just be looking to act and find out what their credit score is. They might not even know what a credit score is, and they want to know what it is. And they happen to see you, and they saw that somebody used you in order to determine their credit score and deny them, and so they're going to your site. Uh, you've got one call to action, but you're probably not reaching that other group of people. So you might want to consider an, al an alternative call to action or presenting it better under your main one. Uh, another thing, too, um, I don't know if free credit score up there is an image or not, but if it is an image, then the spider can't read it. So you might want to do something about that, um, especially if you're going to you know, optimize for that keyword. Another thing, the image doesn't any, really add any value, so you're not really getting anything by using it. Um, I don't see what value it adds to the whole credit score. The whole little blue bubble is just completely out of the way. Another thing that I really don't like about this page is that you lose the authority that TransUnion has in this industry. I think they're one of the magic three, right? Experian and um, uh, there's another one, right? Equifax. And this, uh, I completely miss the fact that it's TransUnion. I just see this big old like free credit score and I'm thinking freecreditscore.com annoying people singing on the television. Um, you know, really, you need to you need to utilize more of your authority, uh, more of your design to you know convey that authority. Also, the bottom links, the links at the bottom. While I see what you're trying to do, they're not presented effectively. Good for the SEO, but not so great for the visitor. You might want to try bullets, or you might want to try being more clear about where they go up front, making it easier to read. So more optimization for the visitor, less so much for the SEO. John makes very important points. Um, I, I'm just going to add a, a few key pieces, and Aaron, jump in if you see anything that you think should be added as well. Bottom line is this. Uh, first of all, uh, John is right about emphasizing the, the authority of transunion. Free credit score used to be powerful. It's less powerful now because we're hearing it on all sides from everyone. We need a stronger reason, more force in your value proposition. And so, remember, we've taught this before. Every site has three questions it has to answer immediately. Where am I at? Which is not clear here. What can I do here? Reasonably clear. Get your credit scores. Why I should do it here? Not clear. Uh, in fact, um, there's a lot of places offering a freeze credit score. And most of the time, there's a catch. What we haven't done is anything to deal with the anxiety someone has about, is this really free? How long would this take? What are you really going to ask me for? None of that's being addressed. And you say, well, it's down there in the print. They're not even reading that. You're asking for them to make a decision before they read any of the information below. So we need a much stronger headline with a subheader. The answer to the question, if, if I'm the ideal customer, why should I purchase from you rather than any other? Or why should I get my credit score from you rather than anyone else is not clear. That's got to be in your subheader or a piece of key text. And then it says, click here. That's not the kind of text you want on a button. The button should promise something in exchange for the click. You say, well, it says get your free credit score here. So you've got the language wasted. 
Because you could use more important language. You could use a testimonial. You could do other things there if you were to put that same language and make that the language of your button and then use the paragraph above it to establish your value proposition. I would, uh, I would also... Aaron's going to jump in. You, you, I know you're working for SEO, but in every test we've ever run in this lab, we have never seen a four-column design ever be great for conversion rates. The IPATH is wrong here. You're asking me to make a commitment before I know what the real commitment is, before I'm ready. I've used this analogy before. We'll go faster than some of the others, but the idea is not just to help this company, but to help all of you that are on the phone right now or all of you that are on this uh, clinic to be able to go back and get a result. Do not fall prey to the keep it above the action or keep the call to action above the fold truism. It's not always the case. I've said it before. It's like walking up to a girl in the bar, grabbing her by the shoulder and kissing her on the lips. You're probably going to get thrown out of the bar. Your, your call to action is above the fold. Congratulations. But you haven't led her through the proper thought sequence that allows you to get a kiss. We have the same issue here unless they're, unless they're been entirely sold in the channel. Aaron, you were going to mention another point? Go ahead. Well, the only thing I, I might add from an optimization standpoint is to start the lead process on this page. Um, you've got a click here button, but you could easily replace that button with a, with an email capture field or uh, or uh, a name capture field, uh, at least to get a little bit of information about the person um, and a way to re-communicate with them in case they drop off on that second step of the process. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Let's move on. Uh, this is submission uh, two. This is Trek Canvas Tent. Its position is number one. They have 23 backlinks. We're at Practical Sports. This was submitted by Byron. Now, before I say a word with uh, John here, use uh, Twitter, please. Hashtag Web Clinic. Is that correct? And uh, Or the Q&A to talk to me. Tell me how you'd make this page better. Tell me how you make this page better. Thank you, Kathy, about the value prop. That was a kind comment. It's, it's always about the value prop in the end, isn't it? Let's keep going. Less text. Somebody said, that's Joanne. It's a yard sale, says Bill. <laughs> keep that in mind, uh, Byron. It's uh, less text, more bullets, someone says. Visual hierarchy, said another. It's uh, a big headline, says Christian. Uh, audio cutting out, <laughs> says Tom. I hope that's on your end and not ours. If any other, anybody else has trouble, let us know. Uh, a big, uh, too many menus, summarize the benefits, the headers are not being used, the picture should indicate the size of the tent. Uh, uh, let me see, seven subheadlines, very busy looking, says Gary. So, so Byron, you're getting a focus group here, and the focus group happens to consist of some of the most astute marketers in the world. There's, I don't know how many are on the line, but typically we have a thousand seats available, and they're all thinking about your page. Let me see. Uh, share this button's becoming an absolute necessity. It seems like uh, he's going for the kiss before courting the girl, says Garcia. Uh, make it simpler for me, says Bill. Let's switch back over to the actual image. And John, talk to us now for a moment. Tell us what you see about this particular page. Well, number one, I mean, the main goal is to get them to add to the cart. So there are a lot of different things that are potentially distracting them. I'm not sure I quite get the links on the left. If you really need them, they're not. You might want to consider testing that. Um, sometimes you could use the header for that, depending on how specific or how broad that is. Give you a little bit more space. Also, um, where are your reviews? Where are your testimonials? I can't see it. Um, uh, they're yeah, the they're down there. Well, uh, that's the problem. They're down there, and they should be up there. You could probably do a two-column where you have a main column, and then you have a right column with your reviews and your testimonials next to it. If you have a star rating system, that should go in your primary right below the 
you know, the headlines, so something like that. Also, your images doesn't look like it's a very high-quality image, and then your uh, other images, your thumbnails are way down there. Those should be directly uh, below those. And somebody mentioned too much text. Maybe if you've got a lot of irrelevant text, especially if you want to optimize for that keyword, you can get rid of some. Otherwise, present it better. Um, that's where you can use your JavaScript or whatever and make kind of a tab-like approach where you can uh, allow them to see the kind of content that they can access as soon as they hit the page as they're trying to evaluate whether they want this product or not. Credibility indicators. Also, your options are confused. You know, the options aren't really straightforward. There's uh, a lot of different things you could do. Uh, Aaron Flint, do you want to add? You know, uh, let, me, let me just point out something else. that you know, The text needs to be organized with Visual iPath. There should be bold font in it. There should be subheaders. We've said that. You might use the JavaScript, but the text is uh, perhaps helping you get a high search ranking, but it's interfering perhaps with your conversion rate. But may I also suggest that if this is uh, your number one position, and if this is a key product that you sell a lot of, and if you haven't done this already, Byron, you need separate landing pages for your other sources of traffic. Because this is not a great page. This is a, this is a product page in a cart, or at least that's how it appears to me. And a product page in a cart is, uh, you know, uh, it's all right, but it's never as effective as a carefully designed landing page that's not dynamically generated, but especially designed to provide the information and the thought flow that leads to a purchase. I'm not suggesting that you don't send your organic search here, but I think very carefully about sending any outside traffic, paid search, email, or otherwise, to a page that was customized to sell this particular unit. And, uh, and I think you'd find uh, that'll help you get optimization done right. And here's the other key. And all of you that are on the line, if you listen to this point, it's something I didn't teach earlier and it'll help you. If you create an alternate landing page that you're sending your paid search to, you may point out that your demographic sample is slightly different, but it could be close enough that you can test on the paid search page Get the ideal headline, get the ideal subheader, get the ideal content, and then take those learnings and gradually migrate those learnings onto your SEO organic landing page carefully. Be careful about your headers. Be careful about changing key, certain other words. But the bottom line is you could pretest to get the ideal page from a different channel and then shift the, the, the most important learnings over to this page as long as you're careful not to touch your keyword densities or whatever you think is the primary driver of your uh, uh, of your SEO ranking. Uh, we're going to move on to another page. I hope that's helped you, Byron. But let me suggest this to Byron and also to the last page. Send this over your new design and we'll comment on it since you've been with us here. Let us finish uh, helping you get a gain or a lift here. Aaron, did you have anything about that? I saw a look on your face. Did you see anything that, I, uh, that you wanted to clarify that I just said? No, I think these are all good, uh, good suggestions for testing. Uh, the one thing that I would mention is that when you're going about testing this, uh, look at using a program um, like a Google website optimizer that uses JavaScript to change these uh, elements post, uh, post search engine crawl. So, um, this is, hold on, everybody. Aaron's saying something really smart. So, so I'm just going to put an apostrophe on that, or I'm sorry, an exclamation point. Explain what you're saying, Aaron. Go ahead. Yeah, so if you remember the slide earlier that talked about using uh, uh, JavaScript to, um, to shorten the length of a page, um, essentially what you're doing is when, Google, when Googlebot or, or other spiders come to your page, they have a difficult time reading JavaScript. So if you're changing these elements by using, using JavaScript, you're in effect changing them for the purpose of visitors coming to your page, but not necessarily for the search engine spiders who come to your page. So uh, they, will, they will 
review, you know, if you're using this on the way Google Website Optimizer works, a spider will come to your page viewing the control copy um, or the original copy of your landing page. A visitor will come. Google Website Optimizer will, will change the elements, and, you'll, and the visitor will see the new or the test version of the page. This will help you establish uh, a, a conversion lift first or determine if there's going to be a conversion lift before you go messing around with the elements on, uh, on your landing page. Excellent. Excellent. If you have more comments about that, ask us. We might put something on that in the blog if we think it'll, it'll help bring something. It's a very important point. Let's move on to submission three. I want to cover as many of these as I can. If you're new to live optimization, we're not just trying to help the people that submitted the page. We're trying to help you get transferable lessons, things you can apply from what we taught earlier in the uh, broadcast. This page was submitted by John. And uh, you're looking at a page that uh, has position eight under the keyword travel franchise and there are 3,605 backlinks to this page which is um, interesting. Now audience, let me ask you a question. Do you think Google's page rank for this particular page or let's say, yeah, do you think that its search engine ranking is a function of the content more or a function of the backlinks? Now we don't know for sure, but looking at this page, what would be your instant answer? Use your use your Twitter hashtag so we can count your responses. By the way, every time you give us a response, I see a lot of people saying backlinks, backlinks. It very well may be, which is really powerful because that tells us some things we can do with this page to improve it. And and uh, as you're giving us these answers, bear this in mind: we read every one of these transcripts and go through it and learn and think about how our audience is relating to what we're teaching and saying. So we really value your answers. Uh, John, talk to us about this page and some things we could do to make it better. Wow, this page. Um, if you take, yeah, I agree, I, agree, I agree with the audience. There's really not much content here uh, in terms of bringing up the rankings. I mean, looking at the keyword itself, it's still very broad in general. I'm not sure that you're going to get entirely people looking to start their own ad travel agency business from that keyword or whatnot. But um, definitely you've got a lot of opportunity here. Uh, one thing, show them what they're going to get. I cannot, uh, right now you're leaving me to guess what you're going to get. Start your tour and uh, this, uh, the other button that you've got up there, request more info. What am I going to get when I click those? What's the value? And I look below there, it's, uh, it looks like credibility indicators for the company itself, uh, awarding winning franchiser, the pride of ownership. That doesn't really connect very well to the action that you want me to take. So that needs to be minimized and you need to add content in this case maybe imagery, a little bit of extra text, something that tells me that justifies a value proposition. And kind of like what Aaron said um, on the other page, you could actually test adding some initial form fields, capture a lead on this page. That could very well be effective uh, in reducing some steps. Uh, John also is, is pointing, let's, uh, let's look at the headline to begin with. Remember, they came in on the search engine. They've landed on your page. I don't know precisely what the thought was uh, I'd have to look, you know, it says travel franchise. I'm assuming this is someone that's looking for a travel franchise. Um, if that's the case and the key word is franchise, franchise should be up there in the headline. It is not. And the headline should drive them deeper. The goal of the headline is not to sell your product. The goal of the headline is not to get a lead. The goal of the headline is not to relay your value proposition. It might. It might do those things. It certainly might relate a value proposition, but that's not its first goal. The goal of the headline is to get them to read the header and the first paragraph. It's to get into the dialogue. 
when they landed on this page, their front foot is on this page and their back foot is in the search engine. And you've got to do something at the top of this page to get their back foot out of the search engine and land it squarely on this page where they're going to give you enough of their attention to, to fully engage their thinking. And when they land on this page and the front foot is here and the back foot is in the engine, asking them, is starting a travel agent or business right for you? Is that question forceful enough to drive them into this site? Not really. And then, even if they're interested, it has two buttons equally weighted. And equally weighted buttons hurt your conversion rate. People don't need to be torn between two decisions. You need to guide their thinking for them, recommend the primary thing, de-emphasize the other, and drive them vertically through. Moreover, and vital to everybody that's on this call, and what I'm going to say next will help your search rankings, not hurt them. Too many of our pages look like an advertisement, look like an ad from a magazine. You need to engage in the dialogue so that you can control the thought sequence, which means somebody needs to meet them here and say something. And I see cruise holidays, but what are you saying? If you're, if you're number eight, why are you number eight? If there's 3,605 backlinks to you, then people are talking about you. If you've been featured in those places that you have down below, there's a better story about you. You need to see welcome and you need to explain to me who you are and give me the answer to the value proposition again. Why should I stop here? Why should I take my back leg out of the search engine now and invest some time on this site? What is it potentially you can do for me better than everyone else? That's got to be up there before you start asking them to kiss you, which is what's going on with these buttons. Give me enough content. And then when you do promote something like the tour, tell me that it's a 14-step it's a tour with, uh, with 16 illustrations, an overview of the exact purchase process or the qualification process, the average cost. Let me know what it is I'm going to get in exchange for this click. None of that's being done here. And pages like this are all over the Internet and... Uh, John, this page is not even performing at 50% of its default zero. And I don't mean this in a, in, a, in a bad way. You may still be getting lots of business from this page, but adequacy is the enemy of excellence. And, and the real question is, how much business are you not getting that you could get if you optimized? And that's what you should do, uh, being sensitive to those backlinks and walking through the process that we talked about today. I hope that helps others as well as John. John, I hope I'm not making you mad at me. And uh, feel free to, uh, to uh, flame me on Twitter. Or, or if we're helping you, let us know. And uh, as you make changes, send them to us and we'll comment on them and try and help you. All right, I've got a page submitted by Jason. And this is a, a page with a domain that's hard to read. Spiceworks. All right, good. Network monitoring software. Position is first. Backlinks, 15,000 backlinks. Congratulations, guys. So, uh, Jason, uh, is that you in the middle with the glasses? Uh, I assume it isn't. Now that I look closely, it looks like there's names there, and I'm just uh, being uh, facetious. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the page. Connect with IT pros like you. All right, that's what it says. And the audience, take a look at this. Tell me quickly. We don't have much time. How would you improve this page? Real fast. Let me get your suggestions. <laughs> All right, Jason said it's definitely not him. All right, this, uh, 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 why value, what's the value property? Why connect, says Christine, bullet points, Irina. Uh, what the hell would I click, says Yives. That was subtle, Yives. Uh, what keywords, why, that girl is very distracting, uh, less image, where am I, 
Join them. Why? Emphasize benefits. What are they selling? Someone, that's an important question. Get answers from IT pros like you is a suggestion from someone. All right. Let's look. Uh, we have just a few more minutes and we're going to pack every minute. We're going to stop in four minutes, but we're not going to stop adding value till five o'clock. And I don't think I have anything. Do I have anything I'm going to point to afterwards? There's nothing to sell, right? I don't have anything to s Oh, uh, I've been told to tell you about the SEO benchmark report. So you've just been told about it. You need to buy that. All right. Let's let's use our time. Let's use our time to get this as much learning as we can. All right. So go ahead, John. Talk to us about this page. It's funny that the keyword is network monitoring software because it's the only where it's the only place I see it on the page actually on this whole slide. So maybe there's some content I'm missing in the kind of the the, the stuff that's going on in the top that the that's being. Uh, you know, gone back and forth with the other slides, but that's the biggest problem. And a lot of what you guys are saying in the audience actually is what I'm saying as well. I don't, I have no idea who you're joining, who I'm going to join. What do you mean by my, I'm an IT pro? I mean, there's so many specialties in IT. There's so many departments in IT. It's, it's ridiculous. So what is it that you want me to do? Um, what am I joining for? Uh, try number one with a better headline. Connect with IT pros just like you to do what? Okay. Now, what is the value yeah. of this connection? Yeah, what's what I, is the I, value? I, the, you're, you're, don't confuse means with ends in right. your headlines and in your promises. Who cares about connecting with IT pros? Yeah. I care about something that connecting with IT pros enables me to do. Yeah, what point, is that? Yeah, we need a point first headline, which is get this when you do this, when you connect with us. And call to action, try something like ask questions for free, get free IT advice. Do you know something that ties again to the value that you want to point out in the headline get this when you do this, and this is the first step. Again, you, you, may, you actually may be able to capture some information too on this field, but the biggest problem on this page is I have no idea what it is that you sell or do or what is it I'm going to get, and the only clue that I have is in this little keyword that you've told us about, and even then, I'm confused. So there's a lot of issues. And you need to, te and you need to, and you need to test the images. Never, never be satisfied with, uh, with a face or a person that you haven't tested. I, I don't, I mean, I did this with Jim Cramer, and when we put his face on the, uh, and no offense, Jim, but when we actually used his image, we, conversion rates went down. Same uh, thing with Reg Online. We just did a, we did a test a couple months ago, and it, it was the uh, China office versus the American office, and the China office sent conversion rates up uh, significantly within a week. What they mean, they don't know what you mean. We actually took, employees right, from employee the various images. offices used their images and tested them and the employees from China's image actually improved the conversion rate. Now, I don't know what that says to you, uh, uh, but the bottom line is it says to everybody else more revenue and, uh, and that's what we're after here. So those images need to be tested as well. Beware of this page being divided into three boxes. We're almost out of time. Avoid this box up in box upon box format. It hurts you every time. And we have two issues going on here, two conversations at the bottom, and we don't understand what the differences are. There's a box at the top, a box at the bottom, and another box. This whole business of having something at the top that looks like it's a hero shot with a call to action right at the top of the page is being done all over the Internet. This is not a best practice. In the Internet, best practices are pooled ignorance. Just because they do it doesn't mean it's right. You need to actually give people a, a better story before we drive them to the call to action. Unless, again, Jason, unless that's happening in the channel. But uh, we can talk more about that on a subsequent clinic. We are out of time. We have more pages that we'd like to get to in the future. And, oh, there it is. The infamous uh, uh, benchmark report. If you enjoyed this, 
look, this report is full of what we learned about uh, SEO benchmarks uh, by polling industries all over 1,530 companies. I don't have a lot to say about it because we're out of time, but uh, you can find out more about it following what the information is on the slide. Thank you. Thank you for today. If this was helpful, share it with a friend and uh, tell them about the marketing experiments in Mech Labs. And uh, we'll keep trying to discover what works and we'll be back in a couple of weeks with more of our discoveries. Thank you for listening to this recording of a Marketing Experiments live web clinic. You can sign up to receive invites to future live web clinics, as well as receive access to $10 million worth of Internet marketing research at marketingexperiments.com.